Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, everybody. Uh, we are here at End Times Friday. Uh, actually, this is going to be air on the 1st of September. Oh, but, uh, wow. <laughs> Kathy and I are actually at Kathy's beautiful studio mm -hmm. in uh, New Hampshire. Linda and I have been here uh, with uh, the opportunity to rent a house on a lake and have a boat. <laughs> we, You've been enjoying yeah. that, it sounds and, like. <laughs> and the most important thing is I didn't wreck the boat. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so the rental rental company is happy about that. Um, so we've had a great time being up here. And last night we uh, came down and uh, got to have dinner together outside in beautiful town. And uh, yeah, we took them to Newburyport. So you guys got to see the town where Bixby's at. And yeah. it's such a cute coastal town. Too. Yeah. Just great place to visit for yeah. sure. And that's actually uh, not New Hampshire, but Massachusetts. No, that's Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. It's only we're very we're on the border so we're very close it's about yeah. a half hour and so we, we did that and went to saw dan's company uh bixby uh, a great manufacturing company and it was fun to see all the equipment and mm -hmm. stuff and you got to around. meet some of the employees employees <laughs> are working second shift and uh, we had a good time beautiful really neat to see that and know that dan's uh, enjoying he said he enjoys what yeah he does, so. he does he does which is such a blessing right yeah so um, we're able to do this uh, together. We'll be taping uh, this one in the next week as well. And then uh, a few uh, in between, we have a guest actually that uh, uh, we'll be able to uh, highlight uh, for end times because it's Casey Mulligan, uh, who's an economist, a news, uh, Fox News contributor. Uh, and he's a good friend of ours and he's gonna share some really interesting things that will be beneficial just in general, but also particularly as we Look at the end times and talking about what we're going to talk about right now would be the economy and he's he's got pretty good insight. i'm excited to hear his insight he's got a some wisdom there to share for yeah. sure um so as we uh process right now we've been talking about the aspect of events world events that impact uh the change of life and the change of things in life on a global basis. Uh, these are bigger than us. Uh, it's not unique to us. Uh, it's affecting the world, really. Um, and there's two questions that we keep looking at. One is, is this any kind of input, sign, uh, insight about the end times that may be coming in the generation that ultimately will experience it. And so our, our question is always, are we that generation? Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, Jesus said, when the, when the generation that sees Israel return as a nation, will see the end. Um, which they have. Now. Which they have. So um, does that mean it's within our uh, timeframe? Um, and it's always couched with 
Jesus's clear statement is mm -hmm. nobody knows mm -hmm. the exact timing. And even I, he said, even I don't know. The father hasn't told me. I know what's mm -hmm. going to, what is going to happen. But not the when. But I don't know the when. Uh, by the way, as we look at, <laughs> uh, Linda and I were just talking about this. Um, uh, uh, actually, when we were driving down here. And uh, the big issue of God's will Mm -hmm. is the when mm. uh, because we know the what if we can process we can hear what and and then the when is never in our timing mm -hmm. particularly since we would like it sooner than later right right um, and when something isn't sooner we have a tendency to think i guess it's not god's will mm. uh, if it's not happening on the timeline, we would prefer. Yeah. Or even, you know, yeah. even we've been waiting a while mm -hmm. and we, we've been trying to be patient, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. Mm -hmm. You know, is it really God's will? And the truth of it is always, and this is hundred percent, the timing isn't yet. Mm -hmm. And God says waiting and waiting, by the way, isn't um, stopping. Right. Um, it's walking with him along the path, but the path is leading you to the fulfillment mm -hmm. uh, of it. Um, and it, it takes a while so that, you know, one of the great examples is obviously the Joshua and Caleb and the Israelites going into the promised land. He gave them the promise. You can read mm -hmm. it in Joshua 1. Uh, I'm going to give you this promised land and all you'll have rest all around you. No uh, attacks by the enemies around you. But there's an enemy there that has to be conquered. Uh, mm -hmm. Now go with me, step by step by step. Um, so it's not you. You wait here, right? For me to fulfill it, it's I'm fulfilling it through you and my supernatural power, God speaking. But it's a step by step process. So it took them five years mm. uh, until ultimately it. Yes, it was fulfilled, but. If they but got, it wasn't just like that. Yeah, and if they got frustrated, well, well, wait a minute, how come it isn't faster? And God says, well, um, there's more There's more going on than you mm -hmm. know, and the timing is, is more important. So uh, waiting about you know God's uh, ultimate will is, is hard so that we get, and, and it's kind of interesting, I think, about when we talk about the end times, that uh, God says, I do want you to pay attention. And I do want you to look at it as if it's going to happen during your lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, pay attention to the signs. Watch and wait, stay alert and stay vigilant. Alert, right. Observe, uh, discuss, evaluate, you know, et cetera. And then one of the reasons was it may be happening during your time and you need mm -hmm. to pay attention because it's gonna, it's gonna impact you and everybody around you. And then two is um, if you keep that up, you'll keep teaching the next generation. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll then pay attention right and then they'll pay attention so ultimately there's going to be a time when it when it really is going to happen and even as you say that i'm reminded of two things one you've taught before about the the verb waiting yeah i remember you talk about translating um at least in some instances in the psalms as dancing with god and I love that picture because it is that step-by-step step. when you're dancing, somebody's leading and you're following and it's a step-by-step step and it becomes this beautiful thing. And so there's that. And then even as you say, keeping it in front of us and the next generations, I'm reminded of the commands in Deuteronomy of how we're told in Deuteronomy 6, how we are to raise our children 
and you know keeping his word you know what does it say you know on the on your foreheads that you know it has all of these right. things on, right. on your yeah. doorpost you know, you know, but it's this idea that we keep it in front of the of all of us at all times and that this is an important thing that we focus on not necessarily the end but his word as a whole which this is part of yeah yeah and that um it really will happen mm -hmm. i mean there's going to be a time where it will happen so that uh we are to keep interpreting you know particularly with uh you know what we in a sense our lifetime right now you know one of the big questions that we've always had is is that the tribulation is initiated by a one world government mm -hmm. which seemed pretty foreign of the possibility because the only way that we had seen any of that in the past was by force right uh so hitler who tried you know russia who's tried mm -hmm. um uh you know look at even all, all the way through history, the Romans uh, during Jesus's time, mm -hmm. uh, who basically, in a sense, for the known world, it wasn't worldwide complete, but the known, you know, uh, world was really run by Rome mm -hmm. uh, under one world government, and um, but they did it by force, right? Um, and they they had an interesting way of doing it because of, they call it the Pax Romana, the Peace of Rome, is that we're going to conquer you by force, mm -hmm. and we're going to have soldiers everywhere. That's by the way, the New Testament calls them centurions, mm -hmm. uh, leaders of a hundred men, and they were everywhere. And if you don't come against us, mm -hmm. we'll allow you to live in peace, have some freedom. And interesting enough, and they economically, we'll talk about this when uh, it's economics. We're gonna, we are gonna take taxes from you. Remember, Jesus said, "Pay Caesar what he's due." Right. Um, they pay. They took taxes. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but they and they took some back to Rome, but they also took a portion of it and played it back into that local community mm -hmm. for infrastructure and other other things. Right that you would benefit from. So you're not paying it and not getting a benefit from it. Uh, you're getting benefit from it. Um, uh, and so uh, you'll get benefit. You can have freedom, but the freedom is limited because you can't violate anything that we want you to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so we saw how we've seen examples of one world government, uh, at least the attempts of it by force. Right. Uh, in the but this is by choice. This is by choice where the a solution is provided and and we'll talk about primarily economic uh, and because of the severity of the problem and the lack of confidence in governments which we can see uh right now the and this is worldwide but in, in america the confidence of government and it doesn't matter which which party you're, you're mm -hmm. part of is at an all-time low. right uh, why? Well, they can't get anything done. And it's become interesting enough uh, behind it all, and this has been throughout history, uh, governments wind up with being led by corrupt people. Mm -hmm. uh, and they lose their motivation to facilitate the benefit of the population. And they want to benefit themselves and do things, you know, like, you know, in America, for example. And this developed, you know, over the last, particularly over the last 50, 60, 70 years, uh, that when they 
they did a law, a new law. Mm -hmm. uh, they would vote on this new law. And then as they mm -hmm. got close to voting, they would add amendments. And the amendments were funding my little project. Right. In, in my Which life. often had very little to do with the actual law. It, it was just a chance yeah. to get it out there. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was purely you know, corruption uh, because it was self-serving. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, you know, the, the governments uh, over history have always kind of gravitated ultimately toward corruption mm -hmm. um, and then uh, not caring about the population. And then the population loses confidence in that, in that government. Right. Uh, well, that's happening worldwide, right? Uh, so the one world government that we will uh, fall under will be uh, readily, willingly, and embraced by the population of the world. And interesting enough, the only uh, people that won't embrace it is gonna be the remnant mm -hmm. who are, and they're not embracing it because of the spiritual insight about it. Right. This is not of God. God giving them the discernment and of we what's have going to, on. We have to remain separate because mm -hmm. it's not light, it's darkness. Looks like light, but it's darkness and, and we have to stay you know, pure and mm -hmm. separated you know, from that. Um, we were just, uh, we have a regular uh, time with Dave, uh, Dave Dunkel and Rich Cucciaro on the phone, and, and we were looking at this, and uh, there's a verse in Daniel that talks about the Antichrist, and that uh, the kingdom of God is superseding uh, his kingdom, mm -hmm. and that the saints uh, wind up inheriting, living in, and taking uh, possession of God's kingdom, he said, which is the greatness of God and it's everlasting and it's superior to the work of the Antichrist who is persecuting the Christians. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about that is that God's kingdom is superior to the persecution. Mm. Um, and so one thing that, you know, and this is what we were, we're trying to help everybody understand is that if we really learned that, and trusted it, um, and, and we were just starting to unpack a little bit about what that meant because we didn't. We just kind of came up with what, what it meant uh, in terms of the thought of it. Is um, protection and provision mm -hmm. when we don't have normal access to things, so supernatural right. things. And then two is if because and there will be said so there will be martyrs, there will be people killed, but um, if the, if the kingdom is superior to the persecution, mm -hmm. um, and we, we have to flesh this out a little bit more, would be that as somebody goes through that, they actually don't experience the pain of it. Mm. Um, and there's something about that. And, and you know, we can see uh, Stephen as an example of that. Uh, he was lucid and verbal and, and he was getting stoned and he was, he was saying, I see Jesus. And he wasn't, you know, evidently because he's not, he's not screaming in pain. He's, uh, he's talking. So we're not sure about what that, what that looks like and, and uh, certainly can't diminish it, but it's a matter of, um, it is superior. So we got to understand it. So the implication as we're looking at things is, um, what does that have to say about our time? And because of these things, like we've seen the one world government now with COVID and we're seeing a agency that the World Economic Forum 
purposely stating and having wherewithal that we would like to put in place one world government. Mm -hmm. So, and it's very yeah, overt. very they're very overt. About yeah, it. yeah. Um, so it's not even behind the scene anymore. It's very overt. We're heading in that direction. Um, and by the way, uh, they're doing a good job of teaching young people mm -hmm. uh, the aspect of globalism is better than not. Right. Um, and they actually, and then it's not like, yeah, maybe it's not, they really think it's better. Mm -hmm. um, and as the more that they support that, the more easily we will. Well, and to be it. fair, things that they will bring up, I think will look appealing. Yes. I, I, I don't think we should dismiss that uh, only other people who aren't Christians would think they're appealing. I think the enemy is clever, <laughs> you know, and so we need to recognize the apple looked good. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, this is, these are things that will be appealing. And these are things that must happen. So that's the other thing is the, you know, this is part of things rolling into the end is they will happen. Yeah. yeah and that's a, That's an interesting uh, point. Uh, the analogy is really that, that same way. And yeah. That is that, you know, remember uh, God said, uh, it's not that the tree is awful. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's black and, and awful and, and terrible and you'll obviously reject it. Right. It's actually very attractive. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you of that particular attractive thing, mm -hmm. do not eat of that tree because there's a consequence to that. Right, exactly. Um, and when you when, look at the mark and taking the mark and all of that, yeah. yes. And so when there was a, an appeal you know, by, by Satan to Adam and Eve, the mistake they made was we know you told us not to, mm -hmm. but it does look really good. Mm -hmm. And it seems like this is a good, good thing to do. So we're going to go ahead and do it. And then, of course, they had a consequence where they, they died and they separated from God. And, and then the nature, the sin nature of, of humankind, you know, was entered into history. Uh, in the same way, in the tribulation, I believe what you're saying is really kind of important. And that is that it's going to be a very attractive. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not immune to that right. as, as believers. So like, oh, yeah, of course we won't do it. Uh, it's going to be very attractive. And um, unless we do what Adam and Eve didn't do, mm -hmm. and that is to go back to God and say, it looks like this is something that is attractive, but you're telling us not to. Could you help clarify that? He will, mm -hmm. and he'll say there's a consequence to this. Don't do it. Don't eat of that. Go this other direction, and I'll, I'll be the provider for you if you trust me. Right. And I think rooted in that is, is what we teach here all the time about abiding. The whole idea, when you look back in the garden, Adam and Eve had perfect communion with the Father. Yeah. You know, they could have had that dialogue with him at any point in time. As we practice abiding and walking and listening and dialoguing with God, that's an important skill to hone even to really practice your listening to God and practice abiding and asking him questions and do that now so that it is second nature as these things come up. You're not just trying to figure this out, but yeah. you know, like this is this is good. You know, work on this relationship with God because that perfect communion. And you, that'll be your natural default will be then to go to him and say, what do you have to say about this? Right. And I think that's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And let's look at um, uh, kind of uh, what does that look like? So go ahead and go to Genesis uh, chapter three, verses one to seven. This is 
remember they've been in the garden for you know probably several years uh enjoying the fellowship of god uh, working in the garden tending the garden naming the animals uh enjoying life together and they're enjoying perfect communion with god. Mm -hmm. um, and then Satan, remember, who was already uh, rejected because of his exercise of his self-will. Uh, and a third of the demons, of the angels followed him. So now you've got two-thirds angels and one-third demons. Uh, and he's waiting uh, for the moment to be able to now uh, have Adam, uh, Adam and Eve have to make this choice, which he knew mm -hmm. was key. You know, right, he said, right. I've got to get you to follow me, not God. Um, and, and so, I mean, think of the simple question of if they've been there a couple of years, mm -hmm. well, why didn't you do it early? Mm. Um, and the reason is that I believe, uh, and this is where the, the spiritual weakness comes in, is I think that Adam and Eve um, started to neglect uh, their mm. fellowship and their communion right. and their mind naturally started to think uh, toward the south, which was already mm -hmm. kind of in, kind of and then he comes along and 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 you know, makes this appeal. So read uh, Genesis three one to seven. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, "Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden?" And the woman said to the serpent, "We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it." nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant for the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed figs big leaves together and made themselves coverings. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, think of these, this, what was called a cascade of thought that the enemy uh, uses. Mm -hmm. uh, his first statement was what did God really say? Right. Um, so it's questioning, have you actually heard God correctly? Mm. Uh, about this did God you know really say um, now and and I believe this is what illustrates a little bit of the weakness that Adam and Eve had been developing mm -hmm. was that um, they they didn't say yes of course um, and you know father you know reinforced that for me uh, because they you can tell at this moment they're not in communion with God because they never went and talked to him. Mm -hmm. um, so they're thinking this through. Right. Um, and he and she says, well, I think so. Mm -hmm. um, matter of fact, he said, don't, uh, if you eat of it and if you touch it, you'll die. Well, God never said that. He just mm -hmm. said, if you eat of it, mm -hmm. uh, you'll die. Um, and hmm. so Satan... Now he says, first of all, did God really say? Uh, her response showed a little bit of fuzziness because she adds something that, that he never said. Right. Um, and then Satan says, what? Well, surely you won't what? 
you're not surely gonna die. you won't die you're right? not going to die in other words okay even if if you thought you've heard him well the, the consequence is not going to be what, what he said mm -hmm. um, you don't need to worry about that consequence uh, surely not um, and then he goes into an explanation mm -hmm. um, don't you want to have the same power that God has? And uh, don't you want to know this? And it's actually good to know this. And God is actually withholding something. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that it makes sense to eat of this thing? And you'll actually know more than what you know today. Mm. Isn't this a good idea? Um, and he uh, takes what even he admitted is, okay, he did say you're gonna die, but that actually isn't gonna happen. Right. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, whatever, and by the way, it's good, you know, not to. Uh, and so it says, they saw how beautiful it was. Mm -hmm. They saw how attractive it was. And yeah, sure, um, let's, let's go ahead. Um, and, I, and I think in their minds at that point, um, they, they, they probably had a very limited view of what dying meant. Mm -hmm. Because remember, they, they haven't experienced They've never that. seen any. <laughs> right, right. Um, and the key is at that point, they didn't go back to God mm -hmm. and say, oh, wait a minute, you said we're going to die. Could you, could you help right. us understand that a little bit deeper? And by the way, uh, we know one thing because because they didn't even go there during the let's say one or two or three years they were in the garden they never went and talked to him about it mm -hmm. they had no insight about it right uh, they didn't say you know hey you said we're going to die could you help us understand what that is they never asked that question right and he never forced it on hmm. uh, so it's always you know curiosity right. and you have a heart to go uh, and so they said, well, it's good. So, um, and then they, they wound up dying and the spirit, you know, vacated and they lost their communion with God, their direct communion with him. And the requirement because of the self nature now was all nature mm -hmm. of, of offspring. Uh, it's self-centeredness. So sin right. is, is off-centeredness and Satan then wound up getting his kingdoms established on earth, which Adam and Eve had been given by God. He handed them down to uh, the enemy. Uh, well, in the same way as we look at the tribulation, um, and this is why I think this is so cool that you brought this up, is that it's going to be in a very appealing way. Mm -hmm. um, and we know, and, and when I talk to everybody, you know, do you understand uh, that God says, don't take the mark of the beast? Right. And everybody will say, yes, oh, I sure. understand that. Yeah, would sure. never do it right yeah sure uh i do um they haven't explored what that means mm -hmm. uh but they say i do and then when it happens i believe it'll be well yeah but this is super attractive mm -hmm. and everybody else is doing it and this is a benefit to so many why would i not and by the take way part of this benefit? i'm going to take i'm going to go from the big problem to this to the uh, great result of this mm -hmm. um and they'll they'll skip what Adam and Eve did, which right. is go to God right. and say, "Help us have clarity about this, and then help us understand the reason we're not supposed to take it and trust you for the outcome." Yeah, 
Um, there was something I read the other day that I think is fascinating, given that we came back to this passage, Genesis 2 and 3. Um, it was talking about, I think it was in um, Tyler Stanton's book on praying like monks, living like fools. Fantastic book. But um, he was talking about the one of the original lies that the enemy said here. And when you look at how Adam and Eve referred to God in Genesis 2 and even in the beginning of Genesis 3, and they call him Lord God, which is both a personal and a grand, right? Mm -hmm. You see the, you know, when you translate the two words, one is just authority. The other is very personal. Right. You are my Lord. Right. I come under you, under surrender, submission, that sort of thing. And when the enemy responds, he calls him only God. So every time when they're saying Lord God, he responds with God. Yeah. yeah. And so that original lie that he told them essentially playing mind games with them is he's not personal to you. Right. So don't go to him. He's just a distant authority. Right. 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 And I thought that was fascinating. And I think that plays into this too. You know, when we're looking at end times, what are we, how do we view, what is our view of God? Do yeah. We have a correct view of God as both personal and grand. Right. Um, knowing that we have full authority and full access because of what Jesus did to still have that restored communion with him and to have this dialogue with him. Correct. And the um, greatness of the kingdom, which is kind of what we talked about this morning with David Rich, was um, that exists during the tribulation and mm -hmm. is superior to the enemy's kingdom. Right. And um, if we really have that communion and we have that trust, mm -hmm. we'll be willing right to say no even though it's attractive mm -hmm. personally and and uh, contemporary i'm willing to follow god because i trust right what what he said and why he said it and we'll, even and we'll, if we're stepping into difficulty and we're going to step into difficulty and just right? watching god be god yeah so we'll we'll talk more about that as we do it but i think it was a good discussion this morning uh to help us you know think about uh the tribulation think about choices mm -hmm. That we have to make and what we're trying to do in this series right now is um we are talking about ultimately you know what could happen during the end and maybe our time but there's choices with these global activities mm -hmm. now that have impact on us yes that are important and to good. us and and to get into the process of um instead of doing what i think is good for me mm -hmm. his father helped me led through this and practicing going to him with and these going, things and going right yeah. so yeah. Uh, father we thank you for that uh, understanding thank you for kathy uh highlighting this that this really is the same thing and, and we pray that we'll have the courage to continue to walk with you to seek you to know and understand and then have obedience to your instruction because your instruction is best and none better and it'll lead us to the greatness of the kingdom and so we uh, pray that we'll uh, live there and experience it and give us understanding as we prepare for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Fun to have Rich right here in my own house. Yeah, good to be <laughs> um, if you have any questions about today, be sure to send them in to questions at afjministry.com. We'd love to talk to you. Yep. See you next time. See you thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better.
His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.